0: He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day... He vanished. People far and wide wondered, where has he gone? When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is... now. Now! The OG of Jets Podcasting and Vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's
1: not make a whole thing of it.
0: And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton.
1: Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella.
0: And Josh Conrad.
1: Oh, my brother testify
0: on Turn on the Jets Digital.
2: And welcome back to a very special edition of There's Always Next Year. And although it is this year, there is always next year, fellas, because we have some breaking news. Adam Gase is the new head coach of the New York Jets. So What? Uh,
0: <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, how are, you, how are you feeling about it, Travis? You sound You sound very enthused. <laughs> I think I'm more enthused about what, what, what was that guy who's rumored to be the offensive coordinator now, Kenny Loggins. Uh, Ken, uh, Dwayne, Dwayne I'm, Kenny. All right. <laughs> I'm not all right.
2: Kenny, Kenny, Dwayne Loggins, Danger Zone. Yes, I think. Yeah. It, so, how how about you, Josh? I'll 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 let you guys have have first crack at this, and then I'll 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 take this piñata and smash this motherfucker. So. Listen,
3: if if you go back 2 weeks we started talking about some of the prospects they were looking at. We passed right over Adam Gase. Like we didn't spend <laughs> more than 4 seconds on the guy. Like my my annoyance level with this higher guys is like it is at an all time. Like I have I don't think I've ever been more frustrated with this franchise. And it's probably not because of just like losing, but just the mentality of we have a young quarterback, we could reset fully and they do this dumb half reset, we're going to get rid of Bulls, McCagnan's still here, bring in some guys, ask them good questions apparently, and then mm-hmm. these guys all signed somewhere else and we're left with Adam Gase and I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to feel excited about that? Like, this is terrible. This is an awful day for Jets fans. You no,
2: know, what you're supposed to feel excited about is the fact that apparently, according to, I don't know, was it Jeff Darlington? I don't even care anymore. Um, someone, you know, uh, Chris Johnson had this great Conversation with this amazing person who gave all this trenchant analysis on Adam Gase and his ability and his fitness to be a head coach, and this person's you know mystery name is Peyton Manning, and and my reaction to that is okay, great. So uh, so Peyton Manning, the guy who essentially had a you know had a. Um, an offensive coordinator who was a Madden menu for him. That's all he was. Basically, all he did was say, hey, here's, here's three plays you can call. I remember Peyton Manning clearly talking about this in 2013 and 2014. He had Adam Gase basically gave him three plays. Peyton Manning would call the play or audible the play at the line, and then he would execute it, because he is a first-ballot Hall of Famer, who's w- been one of the only people ever to win two Super Bowls with two different teams. So, 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 yes. So this is this is who Adam Gase is, and the knock-on effects and the cobwebs of what he did with Peyton Manning. Are why we are, we now have this guy as the head coach of our team and people can't get that out of their head, right? And they say, well, well he had Ryan Tannehill and, uh, you know, Jay Cutler when he was in Chicago and when he was in Miami. But my, my, my point to that is if he's such a great offensive mind, why couldn't he get more out of them? Like why, why couldn't he do better than 26th and DVOA, uh, with Ryan Tannehill in Miami? when he's got, you know, Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, you know, not necessarily household names, but not terrible receivers. And so you're telling me, you're telling me like, well, but it's going to work this time because he's got Sam Darnold, which I think is ludicrous. But anyway, that, that's that's where we are, fellas. So so I would say <laughs> for sake of our sanity and for the sake of the listeners, like let's kind of go through this just like one kind of component at a time right so first off let's discuss and i've kind of already you know led into it but but let's discuss is adam gase some offensive genius that is you know going to reboot the team do you think josh what do you think
3: uh no no i, I... You know, there was a Ringer article that circulated yesterday how it was written a few years ago now, like Adam Gase was the Sean McVay before Sean McVay. And it's like this, like we we went back in time thinking, oh, we found a guy whose name is next to Sean McVay. We should probably, like someone at some point, whether it was Maids or somebody else at, at the Ringer writing that article, like I don't care that Adam Gase was Sean McVay before Sean McVay. I care that Sean McVay is now Sean McVay. Like Adam Gase has had opportunities with, capable, at least middle-of-the-road quarterbacks in Tannehill and Cutler and middle-of-the-road offensive weapons. And not once did you ever fear that Bears offense or fear the Dolphins offense. Like, offensive – like, this is the this is just, like, it, it burns in my head. Like, the quarterback whisperers and the, you know, the defensive – it's like, no, no, no. Good coaches are just good coaches. They get the most right. out of their guys. And so, like, I don't care – who he was before Sean McVay was Sean McVay. He, he's not a good coach, like, right? Even at the offensive level, there's no we have no data over the last five years to go. Man, this guy constantly squeezes every bit out of his offensive um, personnel and makes them a top ten offense in the NFL. Like that's not happened one time in the last five years. And so I don't I don't I don't care about the he could be he could like we have we have proven data that he is not.
2: Right. Essentially, if you look at his DVOA ranks uh, for his offenses from the time where he was in Denver, you know, through his time in Chicago, through his time uh, in Miami, it's basically trended from 1st, 3rd, 10th in Chicago, and then, uh, like, you know, 14th his first year in, in Miami, and then 26th, 27th, so, or 27th, 26th, something like that. Is so that we- bad? That, is that that, bad? Yeah, <laughs> is that bad? I don't know. Is that bad? It's like so you're trending the wrong way. You've been in your place, you know, and had you know had the opportunity to influence the offense longer, and it's only gotten worse. And I think w- one thing people say is they say, "Well, he was stuck with Ryan Tannehill." Well, no one basically made him take that that coaching job. He went into that coaching. What no one is talking about, Travis, is the fact that he went into that coaching job with Ryan Tannehill, knowing that he was going to be tied to him for the next three, four, whatever years as a mediocre quarterback. But no, 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 no. He's Adam Gase. He's going to make it work with Ryan Tannehill. And how has that turned out?
0: Fucking terrible. <laughs> terrible. I mean, that guy, that guy is just, he's garbage. And to be honest, like one of the things that, that is killing me about this is is I feel like for the past three years, I keep hearing about, Every single person we go after or get, oh, they, 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 you know, they worked with Jay Cutler. What the fuck is that? <laughs> when is that a selling point? Has anyone, has, I don't think I've ever had a conversation with anyone that said, damn, you know, holy shit. Like, you know, Cutler, you know, he, he just blows me away. He's Amazing.
2: He's so tight. Cut, uh, smoking Jay Cutler so tight. Like, I, I
0: mean, that's the only thing I like about him. Like I like seeing, I like seeing a, a guy smoking cigarettes. You know, you know, on the on the on the, on the sideline, because I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's that's what I'd be doing. Um. <laughs> so, so I think
2: the idea that he is this offensive genius is basically ludicrous right and, and we've talked about this before on the podcast that more than anything head coaches help on the margins they know when to call timeouts they know when to stop plays they know when to you know they should know when to i i should have prefaced with all those should should know when to do those things um that's where they help you know they know they know when to go to a hurry and boffins they you know they they know you know those sorts of things that help on the margins. But at the end of the day, it's about Sam Darnold. It's about whoever the quarterback is. It's about the defense. It's about the players on the field. The Browns this year proved the fact that it is clearly about the players on the field and not about who the head coach is. Right. And so, and so the the point here is that like, what's now going to happen is Adam Gase is going to come to New York. If assuming Sam Darnold continues the breakout that we saw at the end of the season from him, the, the narrative will then flip to, well, don't you see Adam Gase? He just needed a Sam Darnold all the time. Sam Darnold is one of the greatest prospects who's ever been you know coming out of college into the pros, one of the youngest players to ever play a snap of football as a starter, as a quarterback in the professional levels. So I think it has a lot less to do with Adam Gase than it has to do with Sam Darnold. Now, having said that, it sounds like Sam Darnold was on board with Adam Gase um, and kind of gave his blessing. Have we been? I haven't really been looking at social media in terms of what the players are saying. We've only got these reports about Sam Darnold kind of weighing in. Have we seen anything from Jamal Adams? Have we seen anything from any of those players yet, fellas? Zero.
3: No, no it's it's been silent. And listen, if you are bringing in a coach with a franchise with a hundred million dollars in in free agent money with a last place schedule, like if all the things that should be trending up, good young talent um, at at safety. At the safety position, the quarterback position, a couple other positions, like, and none of those guys are publicly excited about this, this might not be a good hire.
1: While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress, and that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill.
0: Who the hell listens to a 21-year-old about what they have to think? You're 21. I love Sam Darnold, but there's no way in hell I'm going to get his input on my freaking business. He's 21 years old. Yeah, He I can think, barely drink alcohol.
2: <laughs> I think that's that's the point here is like, are the inmates running the asylum? And I mean, and I lump Mike McCagney into that too. And I think that's one of the interesting things that we have to, to get to is – these uh, gradations of who was allowed to do what, according to the news that's kind of coming out after the fact. So, you know, Mike McCarthy was interested in the Jets, but obviously he probably wanted some say in personnel, so that was not a match. Um, You know, whatever we think of Matt Rule and his candidacy and Cliff Kingsbury and their candidacy, it's clear that there was some indication to probably those two fellows in particular, that if you come in, you might not even be able to pick your entire coaching staff. And so, you know, so, so then you've got Adam Gase, who is a guy who's basically proven nothing at the NFL level, other than he's beaten the jets five, you know, five times out of six. And, you know, Devonte Parker knows how to lateral football to beat the Patriots. Like, I mean, what mean, what, el- what else has Adam Gase done? Like truly, what else has he done? He had one ten and six year in his first year, and then it's been back backsliding since. Uh, very reminiscent of Todd Bowles. Um, y- you've got you've got this scenario where, like, somehow he's fine either not being able to pick all of his coaching, or they think he's the right man to be able to pick his coaching, but he clearly understands his his place and knows his role that I'm not going to have a say in terms of, you know, leaning on, you know, who we draft or who we find in free agency. Like what do you think about this kind of developing stratosphere that, or, you know, stratas that we have around, you know, which coaches got to do which things and which coaches didn't get to do other things based on their own
0: experience. I got to tell you, that's, this is the most maddening part of it all for me I don't like Gates, but I like I, I, I dislike the way the Jets handled this entire thing so much more. Um, you know, one—one one of the things I read last night, and I think you touched on it earlier, Brian you know a lot of the candidates apparently were like oh yeah we were impressed with the questions that that Chris and and Mac asked us <laughs> what the fuck is that so so if if they're impressed by the questions you're being asked in an interview that means you went in with some pretty low freaking expectations so automatically that 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 makes me think okay everyone is you know all these coaching candidates are looking at the jets as kind of a laughingstock yeah. um number 2 how in the hell can you can you can, can, can Christopher Johnson let or, or, or push Mike McKagan to say, you know what, you've made some great decisions. I think you should have input not only, you know, on the players, but, but who these, these people bring in. And one of the, one of the rumors that I've seen on Twitter was that, that Gase was, was being pushed on rule as an offensive coordinator. And when rule, said hell no they went okay well we'll just go with gays wow now
2: yeah that is insane like and I mean that would be crazy if they if they did that like I I don't I don't know if I believe that but it's certainly great conspiracy theory um but then the other thing too here is that Mike McKagan clearly put on the full court press to to get gays for whatever reason it's it could be that Gace was McKagnon's guy. I don't really understand. I don't know what the, the tie is. I'll have to go back and look at it. It's not uh, quick, quickly, quickly apparent to me, but it might be the fact that Gace knew he wasn't going to get the say and Mike McKagnon was going to run the show. But the other piece here is that like, the thought is Mike, in Mike McKagan's full court press of getting Gase the gig, like he's the one who got Peyton Manning to get on the phone with Chris Johnson. And that seems to make sense, right? And so like CJ was, you know, on the fence about it. And then, you know, you know, wow, gee, golly gee, I get to talk to Peyton Manning on the phone, jeepers, like that that pushed him over the fence, um, which is just ludicrous. And so all this stuff that I see that, you know, they asked good questions and Peyton Manning, you know, gave this wonderful analysis. Like this is such post facto narrative spinning. Like you know, this is, this is classic spinning, right? Like politics spinning in the spin zone, and the spin room and all that. Like this is classically what's happened. The agent is putting out these stories, like the whole thing about Mike McCagnan, like, you know, basically he was only focused on, Jets. Yeah, good for him because no one else was focused on Mike, uh, Mike McCarthy. Uh, Mike McCarthy was only focused on the Jets. It's like, well, he was only focused on the Jets because. No one else was focused on Mike McCarthy. And so it's like all this spinning stuff. This is all agent lies. And the, and, and the thing that drives me the most crazy about the whole thing is that you have people in the media who basically take that, that content and are happy to put it out their whole cloth and not edit it or redact it in any way. And like they know what they're doing and they know that it gets them more Twitter followers. But at the end of the day, it doesn't help anything. So that's the stuff that drives me crazy. So like there are people though that I would say for as mad as I am, like let's look on the bright side for a couple of minutes fellas here. One of my favorite kind of metrics analysis guys is a guy uh, named Kevin Cole. Uh, I think he's on Twitter at like Kev Cole. And and I, I was kind of looking at his Twitter account last night. He he works for Fantasy Labs and um or it's Cole underscore Kev. That's his that's his Twitter. So he was he was tweeting a little bit about stuff as it was happening um, with with Gase last night. And I'm going to go here and and find it. And so basically, he said he said um, truth. I'm going to read some of his tweets because I think they're they're relevant and they basically are are all tying back to. Um, to uh, his reason why he thinks Gase might be good, and he says it 's funny how more often he kind of has some stats and basically saying that you know the team was was bad offensively it 's funny how we 're more often to con- uh, more we 're often more confident about our coaching opinions than our player opinions, despite constantly being wrong about how hires turn out right peterson wasn't a wasn 't a hot hire when he was hired by the uh uh, by the Eagles. Eagles. Um, yeah. Truth is most of our coaching takes are based on players being better or worse than we thought and good or bad variants. So basically saying you know, the team is consistent or the team is not consistent and it's bouncing all over the place. Basically luck stuff we can't explain as well gets lumped into coaching instead of recognizing as having no concrete cause. In summary, coaching matters, but it's really difficult Luck to discern how much credit or blame should be allocated to the coaches uh, beyond antiquated game plans. I'm not sure how an offensive hire is definitely bad. So, but he the point here is he's basically saying. Um, it's less about the coach, it's more about the players, which I would say I agree with, and so I think that's where maybe we can get in. That's the good side, but it's also the bad side, because that means we're relying on McCagnin to bring the right players. He says, seeing a lot of Gase was a failure. Yeah, he got fired in the end. He was also two games under 500 for over three seasons with 21 starts by Matt Moore, Jay Cutler, and Brock Osweiler. Tannehill never had a winning season before Gase in four years as a full-time starter, so he had that one in 2016, I guess it was. So he he and then he finishes with this, this is the best part. He says, all right, I'm done standing for Gase as I don't even like him as much as I'm certain we just, dis- but I'm certain we dislike him too much. So, his, so the point is, hey, here's the bright side, guys. Maybe we, we don't even, even though we don't like him, maybe we're overly disliking him. So, so that's, my, that's my, um, my first kind of on the bright side. Travis, Josh, do you guys have any on the bright sides when it comes to Adam Gase? No, oh. I'm drawing a blank. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll oh, oh, do you have one Josh? Go ahead.
3: Well, so if if there's any bright side here, I mean if there's any glimmer with Adam Gase, and this is a long con setup. Um, Twitter Twitter is now letting us know that Greg Williams might be coming in as his defensive coordinator. Guys. Oh, my so God. Bring the circus to town, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. What we asked for three weeks ago was just excitement and something to get energized by. Does anything scream more energy and more excitement on a very terrifying level than a man named Greg Williams as our defensive coordinator? <laughs> oh, my God. Welcome the circus back to
2: town. And so I think, right? If you're going to have a circus, you, none of this two ring shit. You got to have the full three rings going. I 100% agree. And bringing in Greg Williams would make it a full on circus. I love that. He's so I understand that the the Browns had a great year defensively, but I think it has a lot more to do with their defensive players than it has to do with Greg Williams, right? I think they had a great year despite Greg Williams. If you look at all the work that Greg Williams has done and where he lines up his players and, and all the things like the game has passed him by. So, so I, I like that. I think the other bright side, I, I shared this last night with John B on the Locked On jets pod is maybe on the bright side, this gets us, this hastens the process where we get to a full reboot of this, of this team. Now the problem with that then of course, is we get a full reboot, which is kind of what we, I think most of us on this podcast wanted. The problem is Chris Johnson, or at best, that's the insanity here, at best, Woody Johnson is now charged with making the decision to do a, a, a proper full reboot. This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
0: And the I thing see. about that full reboot, this is one thing that I'm worried about. You know, you've got players like like Jamal Adams, Darren mm-hmm. Lee, like all of our really good players were, were you know, really amped on, on the possibility of getting these great candidates in there. And, you know, how is this going to affect them when their contracts are up? Are they Are they going to stay? Maybe not. Are we going to attract free agents? Is, is Adam GaSe going to attract free agents? Probably not. He's notoriously bad with his players. Um, I've I've seen a couple of, of, of the media types you were speaking of mm-hmm. uh, trying to dispute that in some columns. Um, at, at best, he's gotten rid of a couple knuckleheads, which which I agree probably is something that we we've all bitched about Bowls not not jettisoning people that that mm-hmm. you know aren't uh you know performing or or invested in 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 the program but at the same time i'm really worried about you know this this full reboot's not just going to be coach and gm this is going to be talent as well yeah
2: no that's a great point and it also just burns time this is another crucial point it it could potentially just burn up time on my liver's
0: time. not going to last long enough for this team to be good <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no oh one's God. needed an
3: offseason more than Travis, guys. That yeah. never, I'm worried about it. Yeah. No, one one thing, you know, with the full reboot, I mean, this is what we talked about, right? I and, and it's probably important to say, like, I I do. We we all want Adam Gase to succeed. We want, of course, good. We don't want to be miserable. I want fans. to be
2: wrong so Absolutely. much on this, but I think we all talked about it. Is the the decision
3: making process is actually the most like if the decision making process ends you at Adam Gase yet the process seemed pretty strong and it felt like they had good voices making wise decisions. I'm a little skeptical, but I would tr- if I trusted the voices in the room making the decision, I'd feel pretty good. If it needed a phone call from Peyton Manning to Chris Johnson to go, you should hire Adam Gase, which – who knows why Peyton? I mean, I know as his offensive coordinator, maybe how some many, of that. How many? How many Papa
2: Johns? How many Papa Johns does Adam Gase precisely. own? That's what I wanted. to know. Or,
3: or was Peyton also sending some of those things not just to his wife's address, but also to Adam Gase's address while he was there late in his in his career in Denver? And, and he owed Adam Gase a little bit of a of a payback here. But you know, if the process ends there, I think we all understand that the process did not go as well as we thought when Chris Richard gets picked up by Miami, when all these mm-hmm. guys choose other places and you, you tell a guy like rule who would be a young and exciting, fresh face in the NFL, we're going to pick your coordinators for you. That guy doesn't want to be a part of your organization. And so no point here. Did we feel good about the process? Now we hope that the end result does end with 10 and 12 and 14 win seasons. Gosh, guys, I would take seven wins next year and feel pretty good about that. I don't know what what's going to change in terms of um, getting the best out of our players with a guy like Adam Gase at the helm. And I think we'll have to see how the rest of the staff lines up. My word if Greg Williams comes in. Like I, I I'm terrified of who his offensive coordinator is going to be. If he's not making those decisions, seemingly
2: Kenny Loggins, it's going to be Kenny Loggins, man.
3: Oh, that's right. We got Kenny.
2: And, and that's, that's one more thing I will say is like that, that worries me is like, if it's just cocooning, like bringing your boys, you know, we're getting the band back together. Like if that's what's happening here, like where if he's going to bring people that also were not successful in other places along his route, like what what are we doing here?
3: Like I saw he, a tweet uh, yesterday where it just talked about the retreads even within our division. And so Rex right. gets fired, hired in Buffalo. Tany gets fired, hired in Miami. Gase fired in Miami, hired with the Jets. And all the meantime. Bill Belichick's just sitting back sipping his cup of tea going, <laughs> You guys do whatever you want to do, rehire each other. I'm just gonna keep cranking out fourteen win seasons and winning right. this division for the next twenty five years. <laughs> Can you guys answer
0: one question for Absolutely, me? Absolutely, sure. And and I just thought I just thought of this when, when Josh was talking about this. So if if you have enough confidence in a candidate like Rule to bring him in to be the head coach excuse me, and lead your football team, how do you not have enough confidence yeah. for him to pick his own staff? Come Why on. would you even bring that person in in the point. first place?
2: It's it's what? a level of dysfunction that is insane and just like the the lo- the pretzel logic that you have to do to say, well, uh Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl, so he gets to pick his coaching staff. Right. Adam Gaye's um, he's on had, you know, he's two games under 500, so we don't really feel good about him picking his staff. But like, if we have a couple, maybe we'll we'll get him to pick. You know, we'll let him pick all but two of his like coaching, and then no, no, Matt role like you you don't have final say. Like, what what is this ridiculous pretzel logic? The idea is. Whoever's going to be in that post, the same is going to be required of them. Whether they're Mike McCarthy, whether they're Adam Gase, whether they're Matt Rule, whether they're Cliff Kingsbury, like whoever they are, the the end result is: if you are not consistently staying above ten wins, you are fucking fired in four years. Like right? that's it. Yes. That's the end of the day. So so if you, if you need this running backs coach to make you get to that point where you need this offensive coordinator or this assistant head coach, let's do it. It's not like the team doesn't have the money. They absolutely have the money. At least they do now. I don't know how their ticket sales will go over the next four years. Uh, But the point is like the same end result will be required of you in four years time, in two years time, in one year's time. So why are we, having these ridiculous little um, squabbles over who gets to pick what, when you're also saying, but uh, by the way, you don't have, you don't have flexibility or say in the people that we're picking.
3: So particularly like, if, with a guy it's like Matt. so Rool, dysfunctional.
2: Rool, it's so yeah. dysfunctional.
3: Uh, particularly with a guy like Rule anytime. And I always consider this angle. Anytime a college coach interviews for an NFL job, they're really trading in the big man on campus persona of like, I could just be the guy at Temple or I could just be the guy at USC for the next 15 to 20 years. If I choose, I want to take a shot at the NFL and I want to see if I can do this at the highest level. No one is more aware of his own deficiencies than that guy. That guy knows I've got to really get a great staff around me. If I plan on sticking around, because if I get fired from the NFL, I'm going to go coach at like, UConn or I'm going to go coach at like Mm -hmm. UMass like I'm not going to end actually end up at another high um gig right off the bat I'm gonna have to reset in college anyway and so rule it's insane to me my feeling actually Travis is not that they specifically made that um that stipulation of rule I bet they did this to everybody except um everybody except Mike McCarthy so I think it's why Mm -hmm. Rashard passed and I think it's why um Kingsbury passes they're going like no, I'm going to bring my own staff in and figure this out on my, like, are you hiring me to make? So if the first question to a guy you're hiring is, I don't really believe in your decision-making ability, that guy's not sticking around because he's, he's got no confidence even when he's hired by by the guys above him. And so I don't blame any of those guys. It's full dysfunction. It's fully bad process. The full reset guys is only going to happen when the three of us cobble together a GoFundMe page in which we buy the jets (laughs) and we truly trust and have a better process, which I feel like in 20 minutes, you and I could come up with the, as good of questions as Chris Johnson and then actually make a better hire than Chris
2: Johnson. <laughs> I don't We're doubt it. fired up today. Uh, so am I. And I think one of the things I was like, well, let me just go see, like, my boy Gary Vaynerchuk. Like, I, just, yeah. I, I need some sanity. Like, let me let me just go see what, what he thinks. Because it's like, I
1: have I saw what Gary thinks.
2: I know. And that's my point is like, he has this idea that he wants to buy the jets and God bless him. I hope he wants to buy the jets. But when I saw what he had said about the Adam Gase hiring, he loves it. And I'm like, okay, so I don't know that Gary V buying the jets is going to be any better than the results we're getting. Did you see his response when someone (laughs) questioned it? He was basically like, it's, it's human emotional data that I have. Um, Trust me, bro. Like is essentially what it was. And I'm just like, Oh no. It I can't that, watch
0: his. I can't listen to his podcast for a couple of weeks.
2: I know. I know. We need to. We need to step back. We all need to step back. We need to step back from the ledge. We need to like our our. And this is the problem. Like prayer and hope is not a strategy, but essentially, like that is what we're being left with. Like we hope and we pray that we are so wrong in our assessment, and he proves us so painfully wrong, and we can only laugh at ourselves three years from now. But like, here, here's what I'll say. I'm just going to take you back down memory lane for one second, and then we'll, we'll, we'll uh, eject out of here. But um, the day that the Jets I – was, I was in the NFL uh, Radio City Music Hall draft hall when Mark Sanchez was picked, and I was so upset uh, when they made the pick. I was walking back across the street, like across whatever it is, 6th Avenue, uh, towards, um, uh, towards the SNY Studios, And Anthony DeRosa, who was, uh, he did like giant stuff and some other stuff for the, uh, for SNY. He now writes for the daily show. I think, um, he had one of those little flip phone, uh, flip camera things, and he just was like, Hey, what do you think about the pick? And I was so mad and I was so just violently upset with it. And I was like, It's a terrible pick, he has not had enough time to mature in college, he never broke out. Um, you know, Pete Carroll said he needed to stay an extra year, he didn't do it. Here's all the reasons why this is terrible. Um, and you know. Then they go to the AFC Championship game, and then they do it again. And I like laughed at myself, and I'm like, "What an idiot I was!" But now, oh, no. now we're in a point where you know that wasn't even—I don't know what was that—ten years ago, not, not even yet. ten years ago now. And and he's like the third-string quarterback on the Washington Redskins, right? So like in the end, I should have never taken the L on this. And so like, here's what I'm saying: like, I am not taking the L on this after a year, after two years because I know that this is not gonna work out and it's just a matter of time. Um, And the only way that it works out is Sam Darnold is so fucking good. Like he makes Adam Gase look good, like Peyton Manning did.
3: Mic drop, I'm done. (laughs) Have have you guys seen any of the contract numbers, years and money? I haven't
2: seen
0: it. I have not, I haven't haven't looked. That'll be interesting. I'm hoping it's four days, uh, (laughs) $11.52. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and, uh, sure, and uh and a bottle of mad dog right yes oh, god only oh, right.
0: the Bling blue raspberry
2: oh that's right sorry yeah i yeah. forgot so <laughs> fellas thank you any last parting shots before we go here
3: travis we just we really need you back next season so wherever your travels take you over the next few months before training camp like i can't wait to hear the stories but please we do want to actually hear the stories so keep, <laughs> keep it together my friend
0: I'm I'm backing down to Michelob Ultra for a little while, and also at least we at least we maybe still have Brant Boyer.
2: I think that's that sounds like that was part of the package. Yeah, Brant Boyer was part of the package, so we we all will always have Brant Boyer. All right, all right. With that, anything else, Josh? I,
3: I oh, got nothing. You got I, nothing. I, I right. really I got I got nothing for you guys. I got nothing.
2: I am emotionally bankrupt, and it sounds like you guys are too. Um, all right we'll talk to you all when we talk to you. Um, I don't know when that will be, but know that we, we love and, uh, and cherish each one of you, our listeners. Thanks for listening all season. Thanks for tuning into this cathartic rant on our behalf. We hope we're proved wrong. Um, thanks to the turn on the jets network and we will talk to you down the road.
0: If anyone knows anything about dialysis, kidney failure, or liver failure, please please hit me up on Twitter. I am
3: terming terming this season the season of the Fugazei.